I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm Patty Teal here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. And we have one of our partners here from Montecito Bank and Trust. We always love when she's here to tell us what's going on. Vicki, would you introduce her? Absolutely. So we have back with us Sean Dyer, Senior Fraud Specialist with Montecito Bank and Trust. And as Patty said, we're always eager to find out what's going on at the bank. Welcome. Thank you, ladies. It's nice to be back. I have a couple topics to discuss today that have been pretty prevalent in my world. One is about tech that I personally have received that are fraudulent about packages. And another is about online job opportunities. So I'll start with the text issue. And the subject line of the text is something like, whether it's an email or a text, actually, your package could not be delivered due to an outstanding payment of $5.23 or whatever the dollar amount. It really doesn't matter because you haven't ordered a package. There is no package. You don't owe anything. But if you open the text or the email, there are links inside of it for you to click on. Just for example, I'll read from one that was received recently and it says, hello, we are thrilled to inform you that you have been handpicked to receive our exclusive reward, the ultimate nonstick cookware. Participate to win. And then it asks you to click on a link. So that in itself has nothing to do with the payment where you owe money. So nothing really adds up. And the email or the phone number that it comes from isn't anything familiar to you. This is showing an email of a person at interest.widely.known.com. That doesn't make any sense. So whether you're receiving a text or an email, if you open the text or you open the email, as long as you do not click on any of the links inside, then you realize, oh, this is fraud. You want to delete the email. You want to delete the text. If you click on any of the links, you are most certainly going to receive some sort of malware, malicious software that could be loaded onto your computer or your phone. Again, I'll just read from this. This involves planting malware disguised as a trustworthy attachment, such as an offer or a statement, anything that they're including in that email or that text. And in some cases, opening a malware attachment can paralyze your entire computer software. So it's just bad. So as we say over and over, don't click on any attachments. And if you weren't expecting a package and now you receive something of that, just delete it. You don't need to open it. You know what things you've ordered. And if it's free, it's always too good to be true. You know, I've gotten a similar email or a text that purportedly came from the United States Postal Service telling me that there was an incomplete address or some such thing, and so they couldn't complete delivery. Now, I'm so freaked out these days, I didn't go any further than that. I thought about it, and then I deleted it. But when I looked on the address that it came from, it looked like it was coming from an individual at an individual's address, not the postal department. So I thought, well, yeah, it's hard to know these days. It's hard to discern what's real and what isn't. I mean, I was expecting dog food on my Chewy.com, and it did come. So it still might have been a phony text or email that I got. I just don't know. 
Yeah, it's really hard to tell. And we don't know. Some of it could be legit, but I will guarantee the majority is not legitimate. Yeah, I was being safe and my package did somehow find its way to me. So Mm -hmm. that makes me think, "Mm, maybe it was a scam. Well, I'm a little worried sometimes because I start to get pop-ups just lately on my computer ads that I don't want popping up and there they are. Does that mean that my computer may be infected with something and do I need to run it through a system or would it be better to take it somewhere and have an expert do it? Well, I'm not an expert on the computers, so you may want to do that. But what I do know is you're out on Google or Amazon or anything where you're just searching for something that you're maybe interested in, not necessarily purchasing. But if you spend enough time on different websites, that's all that searches that there is software out there that is trying to focus to you and present to you pop-ups of Mm -hmm. things that are similar to what you have spent time on on the internet. Yes. And that is like, this would be an example. Let's say you click on ABC store and you're looking for a book and you're on that website for five minutes searching books. Well, ABC Store could be using a service that is mining all the hits that they get on their website Mm -hmm. to calculate, oh, this person who's looking at our website from this IP address likes books in this area, this genre, whatever. I know those are out there. Big companies pay big money for that and they call it programmatic marketing. Very legitimately with businesses, although nobody likes to feel they're being watched that way. But I'm afraid of is that sometimes I think I'm clicking on information, but I've accidentally clicked on an ad and then I go, oh, shoot, just trying to read something. And I thought this was what I was reading. And instead, this ad popped up. So I better get my computer cleaned up. Somehow. (laughs) Or put on an antivirus software of some sort, Mm -hmm. like Norton or Maxby or whatever ones that are out there that will pick up on those types of things. Right. Okay. So I'm going to move on to my next issue for today. And that has to do with online job searching. Whether you are looking at Indeed, LinkedIn, Monster, Craigslist, any of these places where you can find jobs available The fraudsters are really ramping things up and they are going out to these websites and finding these job postings and then they're hijacking the posting so that if some innocent victim responds to that link for that position, they're taking over the conversation and manipulating you into releasing personal identifiable information that turns into identity theft. The job position is real. It's a valid open position, but you're getting strung along on the side by a fraudster who's now asking for your social security number, date of birth, driver's license, passport, account information so they can give you a deposit, all those types of things. So it's really, really difficult. The best way to combat that is, although you may have found it on the job position on one of these websites, then go to the real business and go to their website, call their HR department and ask them, is this job posting valid? And is this the way to respond to it? Because otherwise, once you give up that information, it's out there and it's for sale. And I've even seen the job posters warning people, like, be careful. They know that people are doing phony jobs, that very same phony job. And they'll say, only respond this way. But it's easy to miss. That's too bad that they're doing that. People looking for jobs and they get caught up in that. 
And mm-hmm. I've talked to victims who have gotten caught up in it. And usually what happens after they've strung you along and you've sent them all your personal information, then they, they make a job offer. But of course, you have to pay up front for the materials to do the job. Mm-hmm. And they'll send you a check to cover the mm-hmm. purchases. And they'll say, okay, go out and make these purchases. We're going to send a check to cover the purchases. And of course, once you've done that, then you find out the check is no good and you've lost all this money and they have you make purchases at certain sites and they control the sites. So you pay the money, they collect the money, you never get the materials and you also never get the job. I had one poor little gal who was a college student that lost just about everything in her savings account following one of these job offers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or they send you a check that's, again, way more than you would expect, and they want Mm -hmm. you to make some purchases, but not everything right away. And then, oops, we made a mistake. Send us back. Send us back. Right. When you negotiate a check, whether you even go into the branch and cash it or deposit it into your account, you are responsible for that item. Yeah. I come into the bank. I'm depositing a check for $5,000 from my new employer. The bank puts a hold on that deposit. The bank can only place a hold for a certain number of days. That does not mean that the check will make it all the way to its bank and come back. Right. So even if the bank puts an uncollected funds hold on it for, say, three days, the check hasn't made it all the way to determine if if it's going to be paid or not. And that check comes back five days later as a counterfeit check. And I've already spent that money because the hold has already come and gone. So I think I have that money. I don't. Now, I am responsible for that amount of money. And if it overdrafts me, I have to pay that overdraft. And if I don't and my account gets charged off, I get reported. So another financial institution will not open an account for me until I take care of my debt with the bank that charged off my account. You know, this is interesting. I just pulled up this article that I got from ARP about package delivery problem. Maybe not. Americans are swamped with scam texts. The first example that they show is USPS tracking. And it says here, we have issues with your shipping address. It says something about USPS allows you to get your package re-delivered to your address in case of delivery failure. You can also track the package at any time from shipment to delivery. And then they ask you to verify your address and so forth. Well, this apparently is a scam, but it looks very real. Hmm. And what they're telling us in this article is they give you some warning signs. So if you receive notice about a problem with the delivery of your USPS package, when you haven't made a tracking request or haven't even mailed one, it's a scam. Okay, Mm -hmm. so if you haven't requested that they give you some tracking information, it's a scam and you won't receive a text from USPS. So this is interesting. That's not how the Postal Service connects with the customer. I didn't know that. So right away, I mean, I think Amazon connects with their customers by text, but apparently the United States Postal Inspection does not. They do emails, though. They do do emails. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Apparently they will do emails. If the message has misspellings or awkward grammar, that's also another sign that it's a scam. So, anyway. I'm going to start putting notes up all over my wall. Yeah. 
<laughs> must be. <laughs> they don't send texts. They send emails. <laughs> exactly. Just so yeah. much. Anyway, better safe than sorry and better suspicious than not, I think, in this day and age. Which is so true, but it is the age we live in. Yes, it is. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for the warnings. It was a yeah, the good warnings that I'm glad I didn't open that email or text or whatever it was. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you. Well, we look forward to having you on next month with more good tips of things you notice going on in the community. Well, thank you for having me. Okay, bye. So, Caddy, I have a couple of things before we sign off. One is okay. a warning. This was from FENSIN, which is the Financial Crimes Enforcement Network, and they're issuing an alert to banks, to financial institutions on what they call the nationwide surge in check fraud schemes targeting the U.S. mail. So I'm getting lots of information and bulletins about what we've talked about recently that crooks are targeting U.S. mail and mail carriers looking for checks. And they want personal checks, business checks, tax refund checks, unemployment benefits, and they use the personal identifiable information found in the stolen mail to get credit card information or they just get these checks and go ahead and cash them, you know, changing the payee. So apparently it's a huge, huge, huge problem right now and we really do need to be alert and be careful about sending checks in the mail. Right. And sometimes companies still send checks to small businesses like myself. I I get some checks in the mail and I try to keep an eye on that mailbox of mine because I don't want anything to happen. I think checks are going to be going by the wayside. They're already diminishing, but I think you're going to have to. So we do have some good news. This was about a fraudster who was sentenced to nearly five and a half years in federal prison for international COVID fraud scheme that she was involved with, which was worth $5.5 million. And apparently what she did was typical for what these fraudsters do. She obtained personal information from victims. She opened bank accounts in their names, got debit cards in their names. She applied for unemployment benefits in their names. And then she had the money from the unemployment benefits deposited into these bank accounts that she had open. And so she also made fake driver's licenses in the victim's name so she could go into the bank and pass herself off as the victim. Similar to the person you talked about last week in Washington. So I guess they are catching people that are doing this kind of thing, which I'm glad. They are thankfully catching these people. But once again, you have to be very careful what you do with your personal information. You just have to guard it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that is the good news. We are catching these folks and putting them in prison. And that's probably where they belong. So, probably where they belong, where they can't be taking advantage of people. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have a change of heart while they're there. Hopefully. Look forward to your news next week. Thanks, Patty. Bye-bye.